From day, wow. Do you think like Dijon mines their own mustard to make Dijon mustard? Who's mining mustard? Dijon apparently. <laughs> if they're mining steel, in the mustard mines, you never know. <laughs> it's a very, it's a very crucial mustard seed. <laughs> I'm a mustard miner. I've been mining mustard for sixty years. Mining mustard for sixty years. <laughs> Imagine them finding a mustard seed that looks yeah. like what's his face in like Puerto Rico, like in Jurassic Park, yeah. when they find the mosquito. Uh. <laughs> That's how they look when they find the Dijon mustard seed here in Dijon. You know, get those illness, the black musk. You got yellow lung. <laughs> you got yellow lung. <laughs> Finally a foreman uh, here at Dijon Mine Site number 32. <laughs> Imagine mustard gas and they're just like, their eyes are like, oh my God, like grab the solution. All they're doing is just grabbing like Heinz ketchups and they're just like, <laughs> from the bottom. Like no stupid. own food wars. <laughs> Like, can we all see this do our own food wars? They're just plastered mustard. Ah! No, stupid, grab a knife. <laughs> just like... World War Cream. World War Cream. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... I see just D-Day, but just <laughs> food products. <laughs> yeah, it's in like tank shells just being like... What are they? Uh, just giant pieces of like salami or something. Just giant salami dogs. All right. All right. You guys ready? Yep. Get that countdown. All right. We are going to go in. We'll go in another 10 seconds. All right. So wait for five seconds here. And then 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, What's up, everybody? This is the Red Band Podcast, your source for all film and TV-related news and topics. I'm your host, Anthony King, and with me, of course, is my co-host, Adrian. And, of course, sitting in the control room is our tentacle director, Mike Cards. Good afternoon, everybody. How are you guys doing tonight? Pretty good. Pretty good. You doing good, man? Yeah, man. Yeah. Summer over here is kind of starting to cool down now. It's actually starting to be cold. It was a very short-lived Yeah, it was. Damn it. Because hey. we, we got a pull. Because we got a damn pull. Because we got a pull. We barely got to use that, right? Yes. That's it. We only got like two months with it. And that's it. Yeah, no, it does suck. But I mean, everyone has been complaining. It was getting hotter and hotter, consistently yeah, it hotter. So it was like nice to actually have a cool down from all this crazy heat. Yeah. But speaking of crazy heat going along in the film news, man, things are just popping off. So we're going to just jump straight into it. Yeah, let's do it. First, yeah. what we have here is Nun 2 and Haunting and Venice are actually doing pretty well in the opening weekend for their box office. Yeah, each one's doing respectively well. So you got Nun 2. Mm-hmm. The Nun 2 has been out for what, two weeks now? Yes. Just about two yeah. weeks in their route. What, what they're at, like 14.7 million right now? Yes, yes, into their second weekend. Yeah. And then you got Honey and Venice, which is at 14.5, which just got released this weekend, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So that one is definitely going to overtake none, too. Yes. But it's 
it's surprising to actually see like a small comeback to the box office theaters. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I mean, like we're seeing slower turns. Yeah, slower turns. I mean, it's been time since Oppenheimer and Barbie, so mm-hmm. we're starting to see those returns. We're starting to see those. But it's nice seeing them from not just major, major like blockbuster superhero franchises. Yes, these are still type of their own way franchises. Yeah. Done too is part of, you know, Conjuring. Mm-hmm. But it's nice to see other films come out besides their superhero films. Oh, no, yeah. I mean, it's, I'm thinking like superhero fatigue, we're done with it. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, I think people will actually. Do you think people are going to want to go back to the theaters? Do you think pe- the theaters will make a comeback? Honestly, I think it's more of the Halloween thing. Halloween? Yeah, because mm, I mean, for a while, for a while we got, I mean, every year we do get horror movies around, you know, September, October. Yeah. But it's always been, you know, hey, go see a horror movie. And, yeah, maybe. Yeah. But now it's more to a thing like. We want to go out to the go. theaters and see these films now. We want to be, do people, do you think people miss being scared at collectively in the theater? Yeah. I think people, people miss that. Yeah. Hey, good on them. Yeah. 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 Michael, you missed that, right? Yeah. Come on, don't you like I it? I don't like it in my own home. <laughs> I'm sure as hell I'm going to share this experience in Dolby Theater. Dude, in 3D. Atmos sound. Atmos sound. With, no, absolutely not. With, with 4D, or 4DX where the chair moves with you. Where, <laughs> where you feel as if they're right behind you. You feel the ghost grab onto you. You, you, you feel <laughs> the breathing. What <laughs> if that was the case and it was just like, you can feel it actually grab you and pull you into the shadows and you look over and I'm like, Guys, is <laughs> get in the chair? Guys, guys, it's happening. guys, oh, guys. <laughs> oh sweet, Michael got chosen. <laughs> They're like, oh, lucky man, wish I was him. It's bullshit. <laughs> yeah, but it's actually pretty cool actually seeing you know box office returns and a slow comeback to normality. I can say, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, we'll see. Well, I mean. Unfortunately, we have to see for the next round of like uh, we have, uh Christmas. Uh, that's no, gonna no, be the next big one. No, no, not even Christmas. Freaking Taylor Swift. Oh, oh my God, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, that's the next round. We were that is the next round. It's like, all right, we'll see what happens with after her. Yeah, and how how that affects. It. Yeah, actually, you know, I'm more curious to see what's gonna happen with the theaters themselves because apparently it's supposed to be chaos. Like they're not like they're not prepared, right? They're not happy. Oh, they're not happy about it. Well, I mean, didn't I just read something having to do with like a uh, Cinemark, Cinemac, Cinemark, I Cinemark, think yeah, Cinemark, yeah, I think so. Uh, they're offering um, private VIP theaters for eight hundred dollars. Yeah, they're doing that. Yeah, they're trying to offer that because everyone stated that yes, the theaters are soundproof to a certain level. Level. Like I don't know if you ever noticed, but when you're watching a movie, you hear yeah, you hear the rumble or you hear some of the talk. Or dialogue during your quiet scenes too. Yes. Yeah, you can hear the you can hear it. Now imagine about an entire uh, entire theater filled with screaming girls. <sighs> nope, nope, not happening. Yeah, so not happening. We'll, we'll report once you know that happens. Yeah. <laughs> God. All right, moving over to our next topic. What we have here, DNEG, the VFX firm behind Dune and Oppenheimer, is asking staff to take a twenty five percent pay cut. Or to join a loan scheme as the strike like wrecks havoc across the entire industry. So essentially, they're telling them to either take a huge pay cut or take out a loan for how much you would lose. Yeah. By taking this pay cut, they give you the loan of what how much you would lose, mm. and then you pay them back. So your work would pay you back a percentage of what you would predict to lose by taking that twenty five percent cut. However. 
you're still losing the same amount because you're just yeah. paying it back over three years. Hell no. Yeah. No. <laughs> Can you you ever heard of your work loaning you money and you paying Pay your them work? Back. No. Your work is loaning you your paycheck and you have to pay back your own paycheck. Yeah, that's uh That's bullshit. And did I, they say why this has this is happening? They said it was because of the lack of work due to the strikes, the ongoing strikes. So the ongoing strikes, so there's not enough work, so they can't they can't keep shop open, right? No. no. And there's like 10,000 plus employees globally. And like I said, it, I said earlier that it makes sense what they're trying to do <clears throat> because they're, they're trying, trying to offer something. They're trying to do something. But well, it's nothing. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's just not enough. But I get, I, at the end of the day, I do get it, what they're trying to do. Do I see another um, Rhythm and Hughes? Unfortunately, probably. Rhythm and Hughes? The yeah. people behind Life of Pi. Remember what happened to oh, them? Oh, that's right. When yeah. they got shut down. It's possible. I mean, that thing that sucks is this industry is unpredictable. So for a studio that's been, you know, major studio or mm-hmm. a major VXFX studio. Yeah. I mean, it sucks, but. Do you think this is going to push for the unionization for VFX industry further? But, yeah. Yes, but it, that's not going to save the company. <clears throat> no, no, it won't no. save this company. It's no. about the workers. Yeah. yeah, the workers. But like I said, this company is trying to. These workers are not in the same situation as how, you know, SAG or WGA, where they have funds to help, you know, provide for their workers. You know, VFX yeah. industry doesn't have that where if they strike or anything happens, there's nothing to support them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's no financial support like they have with writers and actors. It's, I mean, it, like I say, I, I get the whole situation. I see it from everything from both, from both angles. Mm-hmm. I get it. Um, it sucks that they're trying to, um, you know, it's it's where, you know, they're at risk of completely, you know, shutting down. Yeah. And they're just literally just they're scraping s- by, yeah. scraping as much as they can. And they're offering, they're giving options either. Hey, you can walk away. You, got, you know, you're giving three options. You could take the 25% cut, take the loan, or Walk, walk out away, yeah, and that's unfortunate. Like, and I'm pretty sure that you know the CEO just has his hands tied behind his back. Like that's there's nothing really he can do, and just it sucks that that's really the only options they have, and there's nothing else they could do to provide further for. That's a lot of people who are going to lose jobs. Yeah, and I always, I mean, we all know that this industry is completely unpredictable. Mm-hmm. Anytime you could just go, come and go. Uh, but like I said, maybe unionization will help. Maybe it won't. Maybe, like I don't know. This is a this is a bigger it's bigger problem. It's a bigger problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, moving over to our next topic, what we have here, covering over for the strikes that we were just talking about earlier, California Senate approves unemployment pay for striking workers. Yes. So yeah. this right here in itself could help prolong strikes even longer. Yeah. Because now there's financial backing for these people who aren't working. Yeah. Yep. And you have a, and you have pretty much a majority, um, you have a majority of support talking about how the California Senate voted on Thursday to grant, this was a, this is a little bad, this is on the 14th, mm-hmm. this article, uh, granted the unemployment benefits to workers who are on strike. The bill passed 27 to 12. And, of course, the Writers Guild of America and SAG-AFTRA both expressed support for the bill. If approved, the bill would take effect January 1st. There were a dozen other unions that have lined up as well for support. However, while there were uh, 
the California Chamber of Commerce, and more than 130 business groups have expressed opposition. Of course. Yep. Saying that this is uh, that this is a that this is craziest thing that they've ever seen, and this is a labor dispute, not an unemployment dispute, and that it should be left as that, and that this is a horrible idea, this is a bad idea for a bill. But I mean, if you have, I mean, how many times have you heard the talk of like when there's strikers happening, and what do they immediately go? Oh, the state lost so and so amount of billions of money because mm-hmm. of the strikes, and the economy is lost. Like, well, with this employment. People can still be able to pay bills, not to say they can go out for luxuries, but they can essentially be able to pay for essentials. Well, I think they're going to also talk about like now that no one's working and they're losing all this money. Now the state is funding more of the state funds into these people who aren't working. But it's not so much as that they're taking money already out. It's just saying how much money would have been generated had there had the strike had not happened. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. Yeah. yeah However, no, of course. No, of course, it all could, you know, there is that saying, you know, how, how, how about this? this I'll press you up. Uh, the greedy CEOs, they're always going to depict us up small people as the, you know, they're not the, you know, we're trying to make everything better, mm-hmm. but they don't want to work. They don't want to help out these other people who need the work as well, which is where the whole last week with the whole, uh, their, what's it called? That, that uh, PR firm? Uh we'll, yeah 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 we're starting that already yeah they're that. trying to already start that because their 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 method is like these people are being selfish and they're affecting everyone else because while they're only worried about their paychecks what about you know the stores around them that fund Hollywood and all that stuff since no one's working over there they're not making money so do you care about the baristas or the don't you yeah. see them doing yeah. like that's their method they're saying they are being selfish. And they should just suck up and get what they get so everyone else can keep working. That's bullshit. Yeah. Then you think about it, it's like, oh, man, if they actually get paid more and for what they're worth, then they can be able to spend more. Mm-hmm. Man, it's also the issue right now in California. How many strikes, like work strikes, are going on right now? Oh, there's more lined up. Yeah. Every- we had hotel people striking. We had school district striking. Yep. You know, like a lot you of people. Had, you yeah. finish UPS. Yeah, UPS. Yeah. Shit, you drive a truck, you're making already six figures. Yeah. Shit, I might drive a for fucking UPS. <laughs> so now this is in a time where companies are working extra hard to shut it down before it comes up or to, you know, we have to flip public opinion so they can see these nasty strikes Almost in similarity how they saw the rights, you know, back mm-hmm. then, you know, two years ago. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. They're trying to figure out how to flip them to make them the bad guys. But ultimately, it all comes down to the fact that, like, oh, my God, all these people aren't working. They're being selfish. How about the fact that you have one person that's making up at least 40% of the wages mm-hmm. that would normally be given to these employees, making as a bonus check on top of what they're already being paid? Mm-hmm. For essentially doing nothing. Yeah. Like you don't do anything and now you you tripled your fucking profits in the last three, four years. Hell, the last like eight years with streaming services. I, I think it was, what's his name? Uh, one of the guns, not Sean Gunn. I think it was Sean Gunn. Mm-hmm. Who said uh, it was, I think during the 80s, they were making 30 times uh, the lowest paid person and now they're making up to 300 times the lowest paid person yeah. like that's absolutely it's, absurd mm-hmm. you should not no person not one person should be paid that much yeah and like i said most and how often do we hear the uh this ceo paid himself 
or we heard him. Yeah, know, gave yeah, himself, yeah. Gave a himself bonus, his a bonus. bonus. Yeah, he gave himself a bonus. You know, and it's not. It's never a you know a thirty thousand dollar or hundred. Even these are in the millions. These not are even the a, millions. Not even half a mil. It's always been multi millions, tens million, tens yeah. of millions, or we went to the hundreds of mils. Yeah. Some crazy freaking number. It's stupid. It's astronomically stupid. So no, like if you have no problem somehow villainizing an entire workforce who now want their cut of a massive profit that they've worked and bled for to be able to generate for one person, then that one person should not be the one person who collects all the profits. Exactly. It's absolutely insane. And their shareholders can also suck a dick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, I would actually agree. Yeah. Let, let them get collect unemployment. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So unfortunately, yeah, I'll, I'll side with the workers on this one. All right, we're going to take a quick break from our sponsor. When we get back, we're going to cover over a big story with Drew Barrymore and Bill Maher returning back to their shows during the strikes. So stay tuned, and we'll be right back with you guys. And we are back, covering over our main topic tonight. This is pretty funny, too, because actually, I want... Mike, because Mike was the one who was actually tracking this a little better. You actually have a timeline of Drew Barrymore with her announcement for returning back to her show. Okay, yes. Yeah. So for those that are unaware, a lot of news that comes out, uh, I usually try and keep it, uh, or I usually get it from Instagram. Yeah, Instagram yeah. and TikTok. Yeah, a lot of that. But yeah. Instagram usually kind of keeps up with like right then and there. Like yeah. they'll post up. And I kept tracking of the uh, the Drew Barrymore uh, show yeah and it was just very strange that within three days three separate posts <laughs> described beginning middle and end <laughs> of her return of her return of the drew barrymore talk show article one three days ago three days okay oh, yeah three days ago drew barrymore co-head writer speaks out return of daytime tv will prolong the strike two days ago <laughs> Drew Barrymore offers tearful apology for resuming talk show during strike, but new episodes will continue. Ten hours ago, the Drew Barrymore show won't return after all. <laughs> How we got here. How we got here. <laughs> Damn, that's a three-day turnaround. 72 hours. 72 just- hours. IndieWire, IndieWire, IndieWire. Like, you, you can't, You can't make a more perfect story. That's it. It had everything. That was shut down so fast. And she's not the only one who's trying to return. Like, no. we even have Bill Maher yeah. trying to return. And he's getting so much shit for that, too. And, and he, he is care. a writer. He's part of the WGA yeah. Guild. Yes. Yes. And yet, what was like, what was he saying, too? He was talking about how, like, some of the demands that the WGA were asking for were kooky. Yeah, yeah. He was the person, out of all the other late-night talk show hosts, who was talking a lot of shit yeah. about... The demands that the writers want and the demands that the actors want, you know, they're unreasonable. They can't give into this, but you're a writer yourself, man. Yeah. Do you not understand the culture of your own fellow writers? Yeah, they don't make anywhere near as much as you do because you are a showrunner and a producer, too. But I think what makes the difference, though, is that, like, he's a writer of origin, but he's a talk show host first. No, you got to see him as the person. He's like... Basically, he's like our parents, okay? They grew up in a different time, and they're able to work and afford housing. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they, you know, my parents are able to buy a house a lot cheaper than it is today. Mm-hmm. And for us today, it's like fucking nearly impossible Yeah, to, for us to find, you know, an actual house that's under, 
you know, under 400,000. <clears> yeah. And pretty much Bill, I think Bill Mars on that same train where he's like, you know, I, you know, I think the writers are asking for too much and, you know, they could definitely live off their wage. Yeah. But you were talking about something because there is a different agent between the daytime shows yes. and the nighttime shows, yes, right? There's a big difference. All right. Can yeah. yeah, I cover it? Go into okay, that. The, the nighttime shows have one client, which mm-hmm. is only the studio. Mm-hmm. Uh, NBC, CBS, uh, Fox. Yeah, wherever whoever it, it is. Yeah. Wherever it is, it's that's their client, which means they get paid for that show and that's it. Mm-hmm. Nothing beyond that. Uh, daytime, uh, daytime talk shows were designed for... Uh, to push uh, products, mm. which is what they're sponsors, he- yeah. sponsors, commercial sponsors. Uh, uh, what's it called? Um, products that show on the show. Um, the artists or what's actors that go on there to promote a TV show. Mm-hmm. The, that's what they're there the entire time, just to push something. Mm. And they don't have one client. They have at times up to two hundred clients. So they have to they have to make all two hundred happy. Well, if there's no show being made, there's no money coming in. So their sponsors are not putting money in to the studio, which means that it's, it's a high chance of them getting completely uh, canceled. Abandled, yeah. Canceled, that'd be off the, off the, off the air, mm. which is what the Drew Barrymore, uh, Drew Barrymore show um, runs the high risk of right now, mm-hmm. is that they might, if this prolongs any further, there's a chance that that show is going to be gone for good. Have they yeah. mentioned any other other shows like The View or anything else, like those daytime talk shows? Yes, all those. Uh, all those. Which, if you go down the, actually, there's, I think there's a list on that page as well. Mm-hmm. Um, they were talking about like this is The View. Um, yeah, the talk, else? CBS, the talk, the talk, the Jennifer Hudson mm-hmm. show, um, li- uh, Live with Kelly, Tamron and- Hall jo- uh, show, yeah, Kelly and Mark, yeah, all those shows, mm-hmm. yeah, they all run the risk. Of, I think some of them are still are going on right now, mm-hmm. but they don't have writers. How do you do that without writers, though? I mean, like the like the view where it's just you know a bunch of hosts just on there just talking, so you don't have a writer. But I'm pretty sure you have a writer to come up with topics and yeah, yeah. I mean, they have writers. I, mean, I don't see them they themselves digging for articles, digging for topics. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. No, no, I. I I don't like know say what you it. will about like your arguments with like Bill Maher. I actually see Bill Maher sitting down and doing his own research and trying to get his own topics and interviews. At least him trying by himself. Like fuck it, I don't. I can do it without my writers. You know, I can see him at least attempting that. I don't see any of these day talk shows doing that. I don't. I don't see him. I mean, I don't know. This is the. This is a thing that's gonna be. It's now. Like I said, now we're seeing the repercussions of of. The strike itself, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, like we all knew from the beginning that there was gonna be some, you know, s- unfortunately some bad outcomes of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there is some sacrifices have to be made to, to push this, you know, to push, you know, for equal pay or for what's it called, not equal pay, but uh, like uh, just fair wage, mm-hmm. fair wage. That's it. Yeah. Do you think this can turn about with these shows having smaller writing teams afterwards? <sighs> I hope that's not the case because yeah. it was already small, right? Yeah. Teams. Yeah. Like you see what I'm saying? Because now like, oh, we're coming back. We're paying you guys more, but now we really can't afford or like there has to be, there's going to be a new structure after this. There's well, going to be a new structure. There, I mean, Whether they're shows, not going to do daily anymore, they're yeah. going to go to weekly. You see what I'm saying? No, they, they have to stick to daily because like that's the reason why these shows are around. Mm-hmm. There's a, like, there's, there's a reason for it. That like, there's yeah. not a, it's not a charity thing. It's not like, you know, peer entertainment. It's they're doing it for to push something like they can't continue these shows without writers. And then yeah. when they very eventually bring the writers back, but now that that's the thing that yeah, yeah. they don't have a, 
a massive team. They have literally up to like two to five writers. Yeah. That's it. So if they're working already a minimal two writers, I don't know how much more they can scale back. Yeah. Um, Adrian, I need about like 16 episodes by tomorrow. You're on it. Fuck. <laughs> nah. Then they're going to get a bunch of random. <laughs> I know. Fuck. They're going to get some like $20, $20 Fiverr project. <laughs> they're just going to piece together. Like, I, I see this. Like, I could even after all this strikes, even if there becomes some type of compromise, I see everyone else recovering. I don't know how these shows are going to recover. after. You see what I'm saying? No, they're yeah. going to. these. Well, what I predict is going to happen is maybe roughly around. Maybe half of these shows will stick around, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which the ones I see is like The View. Hell, maybe even Drew Barrymore will still be mm-hmm. around. Live with Kelly and Mark. Yeah. That's going to stick around. That's That show's been on forever. Mm-hmm. Um, like television series, I can see them managing the compromises to help yeah. work with them. I You see that like with the, talk, they, the day-to-day talk shows that need big writing staff to push out work on a day-to-day basis, I don't see how the new demands that they want will fit their structure. It won't. It, pretty much yeah. what's going to happen is those shows going to be gone and new shows are going to come in place. That's yeah. what's going to happen. I guarantee that half of these shows are going to be gone, new shows are going to come in, and we don't have to worry, you know. Pretty much what happened last strike. A bunch of shows disappeared and we got a bunch of new ones. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's, that's true, again. yeah. I just... Now, the late night shows... Go to podcasting, man. Just yeah. go to podcasting. The late night shows a different story. It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pod, no, podcasting that. there. But that's the other weird part. That yeah. maybe we got to bring up some other time well, to get d- dive deeper is the fact that podcasting is an organic thing where, you know, people that, like us as friends, we get together, we know we like the same thing and we mm-hmm. know each other. But it's odd when a when a professional company does it because it's so it's so unorganic and organic, so unauthentic. Yeah. Like and especially like, having writer teams for podcasts and stuff like that. Like we sit down beforehand and yeah. we will s- go over the topics that we want to talk beforehand and pick and choose. We are our own writers on our show. So it's, yeah, it's weird thing about that console where you actually have, you sit down in the studio and you already have material written for you. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. Uh, It's, I'm not going to name out names because I know I've got a couple of mine, but I'm not going to name out any, but there's a couple podcasts out there with like, that do that, that are like child, that were once child uh, actors. And now they have that, uh, Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. And there's a few shows where it's like it's super odd because you could tell like they're not friends. Mm. They just work together. They work together, but they're uh, they're not friendly. Not yeah. friendly. There's other ones where yes, they're child actors together, and it's actually you could tell they're having fun and talking to each other. Yeah. The other ones seem like they're just having an interview back and forth. Okay. It seems super weird. No, I get what you mean with that. Yeah, it's it's really I don't see the late night talk shows and daytime talk shows surviving unfortunately i don't not all of them i see it going back to a two like two or three and that's yeah it. the Most daytime ones i don't know do that the Look. daytime ones is really the unsure one no no that's the thing that's weird that no these ones i think they're done for but i think they'll always be around they'll always come up with a brand new one because like i said <sighs> like the, the view or yeah. something <laughs> the view is gonna be around that's forever gonna that's gonna live forever man it's one just, host unfortunately man that's gonna be around for the, the end the of time the view is just like the stay at home mom or dad or somebody as like they're folding laundry and you just hear gossip that's all it is it's it's stay at home parents gossip tv it's because don't you want to hear about taylor swift's new dress and argue about it maybe too short, too too long. I feel like that's the group of people that will like 
compliment you to your face and then just badmouth you. Do you think like the view was happy the day like Oprah retired? Like that bitch is gone. We can come to be back again. I think like at one point they were like, (laughs) yes, we have a chance. And then I don't know. It got weird or something. I don't know. It's all weird. It's all (laughs) weird. Daytime talk shows are all weird. They have their audience. Unfortunately, we're not that audience. Yeah, we are definitely not that audience. No, we are not. All right, you guys want to cover anything else before we fully close off, man? I think we're, I mean, that covered it. I mean, that's, uh, I mean, we'll report back maybe in a year, see where the daytime running shows are at. Uh The daytime shows and night night shows, see how many lasted, how many podcasts are dead the rebirth of (laughs) (laughs) i bet you it'll flip give it some time podcasts will die out and there will be the rebirth like you said of talk shows or the rebirth of radio oh god Uh, oh now let's not go back to that come on please Alright, we want to thank everyone for listening to tonight's podcast. I'm curious on, it th- on your thoughts on tonight's topic. How you feel about Drew Barrymore and Bill Maher going back to the talk shows? Do you hate it? Do you love it? You can leave a comment below if you're watching this on our Next Journey YouTube channel. If not, we'll be putting this up on our open forum on our website at www.nextjourneypro.com forward slash redbandpodcast for our listeners to discuss episode topics and various other film related news. We put out episodes every Wednesday. For audio listeners, you can find the Red Band Podcast on iTunes, Amazon Music, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and of course our website, which I'll say again, www.nextjourneypro.com forward slash Red Band Podcast. And of course, before we fully close out, Mike has those last end notes for you guys. Yes, all the different ways you can be listening to us. Anthony described Spotify, Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, you know, YouTube, you know, all that good stuff. So if you got any sort of audio streaming service, shit, we're probably on that. So look for the screaming microphone as you type in the Red Band Podcast. All right, Red Band. Everybody asks, like, what do I mean by that? R-E-D as in red. B-A-N-D as in a band. Red band. Heard of a red band trailer. Red band podcast. Get it? You get it? Because it's uncensored? It's uncut? You get it? Are the gears turning in your head? Are the gears turning? Oh, now I can't. (laughs) It's Adrian. Oh, that's what we call it. That's why it's that. Yo, that would have been wild throughout these years. I like to be a hundred and eight episodes deep. <laughs> hey, you finally get it. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been wild. Uh, but yes, all the different ways you'll be able to listen to us. Head on over to Apple Podcasts, though, and consider leaving a five-star review. We'd really appreciate it. As well as YouTube, where you can be able to find these live episodes. Head on over there. Consider liking and sharing some of those uh, videos that you think might, you know, entertain a friend. You know, things that they might like, things they might enjoy. Send them put it in the back while they're doing dishes or something. You know, check it out. You know, but just you know, put, a bit, put them in the face. You know, just playing play on the Bluetooth. You know, collect collect it to your mom's speakers or something. You know, let them play it. She'll probably be like, oh my god. Is that the Red Band Podcast? <laughs> You're going way off tangent now. <laughs> but, but of course, the most important is our Patreon account. 
God, I love that Patreon account. Consider subscribing to that so that way we can make more content for you because more content, sorry, more subscribers equals more content. We'd really appreciate it. So head on over there, consider subscribing to the Patreon, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, all the platforms that we're on. Like, subscribe, share, and of course, leave a comment down below of what you believe we should cover or what you think we haven't been able to cover yet. So a lot of news comes out, sometimes slips through the cracks. So let us know. All right, guys, you heard it from Mike. Please like and subscribe, and we'll see you next time. Later, taters.